got to the front from Graffin, the Autumn Sun motoring, Zusain in front, the Autumn Sun levelling up late, they hit it, the Autumn Sun, he's come from last, what a superstar. Yes, it's wonderful to be back again for another edition of The Whip. I'm Matt Nevitt. I'm joined by my fellow punter and mate, Toby Martin. Tobe, how are you? Yeah, good, Matty. Uh, good to be back for the second episode, but um, a little bit of a tough week last week, I reckon. I was just, just about to ask, did you find a winner? Um, oh, look, Avilius was a little bit of a good get-out stakes, I think, in the last, um, sort of saved saved me for the day. Mate, so I'm with oh, you. I'm pretty, pretty glad that got up. <laughs> oh, there was a few fist pumps flying, <laughs> flying yeah. out of the Grange uh, in Adelaide that day, I'll give you that much. <laughs> uh, plenty to get through today on the show. There's uh, heaps of topics to discuss. Uh, we'll talk about our best bets. Uh, Manuel taking out the all last week. Uh, all the two-year-old action. How are we yep. looking at the Colts and the Phillies uh, t- heading towards the Blue Diamond? Nature strips on the menu. Uh, the Darren Weir stuff, again, we'll touch on that briefly. Uh, we're going to touch on Jetastar as well a little bit later on. Chris Caserta is going around at 44 kilos in the Lightning. So we uh, we can't wait to see that one happen. Uh, but, yeah, let's get into it. Off the top uh, is our best bets from last week. Uh, we are pretty happy with our form, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Um I'm, yeah, we're pretty happy that that got up, and it was probably the I think the only one that we tipped all all day for me. I think I had a couple of thirds and a couple of seconds, so we we're sort of sort of riding for that one to come out. If we? anyone needs a reminder how it went, this is what. I- uh, your best, Tobe. I think it's the same as me. Oh, we're going to put the uh, the bank account on the moral Avilius. Yeah, we've just spoken about him. He's uh, definitely the best bet. Looks a good thing in the last. The Canberra Bat Avilius and Knights Watch go up together. It's Avilius moving up to the Canberra Bat. Yeah, we're not going to pump our tyres up too much on the show, but when we do land our best bet on the very first episode of the season, it's very important to remind the listeners, isn't it? Oh, it's a nice start to the season anyway, so let's hope we can um, keep the momentum going. Yeah, no, it was a great run by Avilius. Hey, uh, Manuel, taking out the, uh, the CF4. Massive run at odds. Massive run. Um, I definitely didn't see it coming. Um, look, it was a little bit of a bit of a glorified handicappers race, though. Um, I don't think we have much. You know, I'd say depth in in our weight for age horses at the moment in Australia. So there's not much difference between a, a, a handicapper, or there's not much you know, depth from a handicapper to a weight for age. And, and look, he got a he got a great run out the front there, and and um, he's in good form. He's fit. So, so basically, you're saying that th- there was no out and out. Wait for age stars in the race. I don't, I mean, I don't Red think Kirk so. Red Kirk warrior at his best and Brave Smash maybe, but Shillelagh. But there wasn't a heap of talent on the, in that field, was there? No, not uh, not at all. But on, on their day, some of those horses, look, they they can be step up to great weight for ages. Mm. But at, at the moment, um, I don't think they've got the consistency to perform uh, in and out each week anyway. Well, they haven't been showing that. Yeah, the hot horse heading into the race was Kementari with the punters. He disappointed once again. He certainly won't be getting my money uh, anytime soon. No. What, did, what did you make of his race? Yeah, look, I, I think I've got to put him in the in the forgive file. On a, no, sorry, not the, not the <laughs> I'm forgive not forgiving file. him anymore. The, the forget <laughs> file. Um, look, <laughs> I've put too much money on this horse, and and I like the horse. I've got a little bit of soft spot for him, but um, well, I don't know what's wrong with him. He, they just can't find his so, uh, sweet spot, can they? Is it a ma- is it a case of he's not that good, or it's a case of he's good but he just doesn't know how to find the line? Yeah, I, I just don't know if they've figured the horse out well enough, know where to ride him in the run. They, he, he jumps well sometimes, but they always ride him midfield or, or worse off than that. 
Um, maybe I think they should trial him close to the speed and, and see if they can catch him. Mm. Interesting. Try something new anyway. I, they've got nothing to lose. To I, I'd love to see the best of the horse because there was a time uh, six months ago where we were discussing that autumn, last possibly autumn. The, the next best horse to Winks in the country. Yeah. Yeah. But he hasn't come on. The only, the only way you're going to come into that discussion if you win races and if you keep uh, fiddling around in the placings, you're not going to enter into those discussions. And, uh, you're never going to see the best of a horse if they don't find the line first. So hopefully for Kementari's sake and the Godolphin stable, we do end up seeing the best in this this autumn. Uh, the two-year-old action out of the weekend was another big talking point. The Phillies and the Colts. We'll start with the Colts. I'm Immortal won that race, led from start to finish. Are you impressed with I'm Immortal to the point where you think he's a, a Blue Diamond chance? Oh, definitely he's a, he's a great chance for the Blue Diamond. He's got a, uh, a flawless racing pattern he, he jumps well gets to the front kicks off the bend and and um he's very hard to chase down um but i didn't mind the the run of hawker hurricane um it was his first up there since his magic moons run at ballarat uh he looked a little lost around the bend and wasn't doing everything right and, and finished off really strongly so he's probably one that's going to make good improvement out of that race and and one to keep an eye on. There's a lot of uh, written by about I'm a model in my eyes. He's you yeah. know, a, a leader, hits a big, strong horse. He's going to take some serious catching. Uh, so I can certainly see a resemblance there, and he's going to give himself every chance in a blue diamond because he, he looks like he finds the line with no trouble. He, he certainly wasn't tailoring off uh, towards the end of that race and had enough of a lead anyway. Uh, you're right, though. Hawker Hurricane was probably the, probably the eye catcher, wasn't he? Off the bit. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, and came wide. That's that's the run that's encouraging when you're looking towards value heading into a blue diamond, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, although the, the the horses that win these sort of big two-year-old races are the ones like Iron Mortal. They get to the front. Mm. Um, they ride the speed, especially at Caulfield. It suits those sort of horses to be on speed and, and close to the rail. Um, they keep out of traffic. They've got a better chance of, of you know having a decent run down the straight. So look, odds are probably in Iron Mortal's favour. Hawker Hurricane does sit back. He's probably going to have a a little bit of traffic to run through in the Blue Diamond. It's sort of a large field, two-year-olds. So, um, yeah, we'll wait until this, wait until the day, but they're probably the two also I'll take out of that. Shotmaker on debut, another one that was impressive in that race. That was race. a good run, yeah. Uh, Groot as well, fourth on debut. They're horses yep. that we don't have a lot of exposed form for them, but uh, from what we've seen so far, they're going to be competitive in those good races. Yeah, they are. Um, I, I don't know if Shotmaker's yet um, cemented a, a run in the Blue Diamond, so we'll wait, mm. wait and see there. Depends on the prize money, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, on the Philly side of things, which we spoke about as being possibly the stronger of the two, Liar took it out at odds. What did you make of that race? Oh, it was a great race um, and very good run from Liar. I didn't pick her though. She was pretty, I think, coming out of a maiden from sale um, and she was up some, against some quality fillies in a theory, uh, Brooklyn Hustle and, and Catch Me. But um, What happened look, to Catch Me? Oh, look, I, I think she was playing up a little bit before the race, um, and I don't think she handled the conditions. I think the wind on the day as well was was coring, uh, sorry, um, causing some stir you know, things in the background and the, and the like. So she was a red hot favourite for the Blue Diamond before that race, though, and and the odds have blown way out now off the back of that run where she was almost going backwards in the straight. Yeah, can you forgive her? Um, I could forgive her definitely on she's that a, run. She does look a star, but... Yeah, I'll definitely forgive her on that run. I think she had issues before the race. Um, but yeah, she was far too short in that race, mm. considering that Brooklyn Hustle probably ran the best two-year-old race of the season so far, um, leading up to it. And, and a theory... Theory's uh, ratings have been very have strong. Been, has been rating very well up in mm. Sydney, and, and she's beaten some good horses like a session and, and the like. Brooklyn so. Hustle's the other one I just want to touch on quickly. Uh, I reckon there's so much talent with this horse and the acceleration that it has in the straight, but... With two-year-old races, I don't like backing a horse that's so far back. Yep. 
in a good two-year-old race, if that yeah, makes definitely. sense. No, I, I agree. Because I don't think there's a great deal of difference between the best and the worst of these horses. Yeah. And they're still learning. I, I wouldn't be giving her my money in a Blue Diamond now off the back of seeing her now against the better horses. Yeah. No, I see where you're coming from. Um, I'd definitely forget forget that run. Um, she's oh, got to make sorry. up, say, four lengths uh, and an extra 100 metres. She's not going to make up four lengths. She didn't She didn't really have it to suit though on, on that day. Like you said, though, she, she got far back. Um, horses weren't making ground in the straight on that day. So it sort of suited horses up on speed. Um, look, I, I'd forgive that. And, and then hopefully she gets the race to suit next. She's I, got the, got the talent. I did hear Peter Moody speak about maybe would have liked to see her push a little bit more forward. Yep. Uh, and I think that's the only way you're going to win a blue diamond with a horse like that. Uh, it is interesting though that Ben Mallum's jumped off. Jumped her. off. Yeah. So maybe that's a sign. Who's he, who's he riding now? I'm immortal. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, he's sticking with Colt. So mm. interesting there. The only other horse really that is in the market that we didn't see is Loving Gabby, and we just spoke about her off air. Uh, very, again, very hard to back a horse that's had one run, but at four dollars, she's a rock hard favourite. Yeah, look, her first up run was was pretty impressive. She's got some talent there. She's a big rangy filly. Um, but look, I, I don't know if I could back her as favouritism for the for the Blue Diamond off just one run. Um, I'd like to see her again, but look, she's definitely got the talent. Yeah, uh, another talking point out of the weekend, and there was plenty of them. Was the superstar, uh, superstar, <laughs> was the superstar out of now the Chris Wallace stable in Nature Strip? Uh, did he stamp his credentials as a potential Group One star? Uh, look, that's the big question. Um, I think he had every favour going his way on the day. He's a thousand eleven hundred meter specialist. Um, he gets to the front. It was sort of suiting horses on the rail. He had the ideal gait. Um, he did a good kick off the bend and, and nothing could chase him down. So um, He smacked him, really. Oh, he, he smacked him, and, and rightly so. He should have, I reckon, on the, on that day against the field. And Small field, is it, you would expect Nature Strip to do that because of the speed yep. he generates at the start of a race uh, and he's able to maintain over such a short distance. Yep. Can he, would you have liked to have seen him back up in the Lightning? I certainly would have. Um, it would have been interesting. I don't know if Connections um, wanted to do that, although... There was talk around Chris Waller did, does have some um, pretty valuable Colts in in the Lightning, so there was talk maybe <laughs> did he want to did he want to put him up against Lean Man Machine or? Um, but look, two weeks into the Oakley Plate probably suits the horse just as well. Um, he's he going to have to carry a weight though. He's going to have to carry fifty eight or fifty nine yeah. in that race, but um, you know I think the field probably won't be as strong. I'd just love to see him in a Group One down the straight at Flemington. I think that I think that's going to be where you possibly see the best of the horse. Yep. Uh, and it would have been a great opportunity. I know that might have muddled his preparations because he was going to start the week before, and then yeah. maybe the Lightning would have been a better option. Uh, but I still would have liked to see him back up. I reckon he's got the talent, and I reckon he would have. I reckon he would have wiped that field. I mean, look what he did to Sunlight in Adelaide last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. And so, she's going around favourites. So, exactly. Uh, would have been interesting. It would have been uh, weary, Darren Weir. We won't talk too much about uh, the Weir saga, but the ex Weir horses, three of them saluted on the weekend. Yep. What does that say? Um, look, do we just have to give credit where credit's due and say that he uh, he had a, his horses prepared beautifully? Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't think he would have um, put the foot off, took the foot off the pedal in the meantime while while his hearing was going on. He mm. still would have been business as usual and would have presented the horses in as good a condition um, as possibly he could have. All, um, all those trainers thanked Weir as well. So yeah, clearly they have a lot of respect for him still as a horseman. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he's a fantastic horseman, mm. um, and look, he handled the situation pretty. Pretty well, I thought. Um, but look, let's move on. I think he's taken his ban, and and let's move on from ra- from that issue and and highlight and promote racing. Um, 
as it is. And, and we, you know, we've got winks and the like coming up this week. We'll hopefully get some good media. Yeah, we discussed the All-Star Mile in depth last week. Uh, have you had any change of thoughts uh, a week on and with the, the voting sc- scandal <laughs> the, this morning that <laughs> unfolded? It's turning into quite the farce, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Look, the more I think about it, the, uh, the more I probably take uh, less notice of the race to be honest it's just blown uh, up in their face racing victoria and it's got so much potential and i think moving forward it can yeah but that for a race that's obviously going to kick off its first ever event it, it, it's not going to kick off with a bang and i think they're going to miss a, uh, they're really going to miss it yeah definitely it was, it was a race day that i was actually looking forward to mm. going out but um, now i'm not and, and I, won't, watching, I won't bother now there's probably no way i'll, I'll probably go out and, and watch um look Compared to the Everest, the Everest was pretty large spectacle. Got a lot of media. It was blown up to be you know, quite a highlight event on the race car. But um, when you got a field running around in a $5 million race that we have for the All-Star Mile, I don't think it's going to get the attention that it deserves. Unfortunately not. Because, I'd, like I said, I think it's got a lot of potential, the All-Star yep. Mile. But they just need to lift that minimum rating to get in. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's silly that, that some of these horses with 800 connections are going to get a run. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. How about the voting system as well? Oh, blokes ringing in and, and voting five times. Yeah. 800 by five. That's where, There's hey. urban, urban rules votes. <laughs> anyway, uh, futures. We're just going to have a quick look at the future markets. And if there's anything you'd think is worth a dabble in, uh, what do you like down the track? Um, one run that took my eye from the weekend was, was Hawkshot. Um, that was a great run against Ring Ding Ding and the like, and I think he might be a, a pretty good chance for the um, Australian Guineas if they're going to go that way. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty impressive win, so don't mind him as a future bet, and also um, Avilius into the Australian Cup. I, I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. We really should have spruiked that last week because I think he was between 6 and $8 for the Australian Cup last week. Yeah, He smashed in at $3.50, and I still think he's a good bet at three fifty because he's absolutely heading that way. Uh, and he's far better than the rest of them that are going to go there. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, we better get into the form this weekend. It's probably not the same uh, level of fields that we saw last week at Caulfield, but it's a decent field at Flemington for the Lightning Stakes. All right, Tobe. The first one to kick us off at Flemington this weekend is the Darucci Trophy over 1,600 metres. Uh, it's for three-year-old fillies and mares and upwards. Who do you like here? Um, I've gone with a little left-field form line in this race, um, just looking for something... Yeah, or left a field. I'm not really too interested in betting in this race, but I've gone with Mountain Breath on top. Um, I liked her run in at uh, Mooney Valley. It was over the 1,200 metres, and that was far too short for a best distance. So up in distance to the mile here on, on a bigger track, I don't mind her. Um, out, of the other, out of the other form lines, remember the name. Um, look, she finished off nicely. She, there was no way she was going to re- win that last race. They just went far too slow. And out of the uh, Flemington race, or sorry, probably the Caulfield race, uh, Abyssinian it was probably the better the run out of that. Um, I think it's got just a halo on the like uh, covered in that race. So, but yeah, I've gone with Mountain Breath. It's a tough one to find a horse in here because they've been racing in pretty weak races right across the country. Uh, just a halo, you know, has been racing Group Ones a year ago. Came yeah. la- came last in the C4. Yep. Uh, right down to some of these horses that are going around 101 dollars. So it's a tough race to pick one. Abyssinian's the one for me. I think it's got the form lines through Tin Hat yep. uh, and Nantali. In a race like this, I'm probably looking for horses that have run reasonably well against reasonable horses, and that's the one that stands out for me at odds. It's good so odds, isn't you, it? Yeah, Too I was going to say, that's probably why I've got it on top more than yep. anything else. No, don't uh, mind that. If you're interested early on to, to play around, that, that'd be something I'd I'd have a dabble in. Uh, into the sex, into the second, <laughs> into the second race, uh, you've uh, you've got Hangman on top here. Is that right? Yeah, I really like Hangman. I think he's probably one of my best for the day. Um, there was no way he was going to win that last race. He just went far too slow and, and since sprint, he closed off. 
um, the fastest 600 metres of the day. I think he ran sub-33. Um, I really like him up to the six, uh, 2,000, sorry, around Flemington. I think he's going to get a good chance. Um, and, yeah, he's in, he's in good form. And I, I think I just can't back Shabao at dollar eighty. So I think he's just far too short. You've got your best bet against a dollar eighty favourite here. Yep, yep. What's your reasoning behind knocking off Shabao? Uh, look, Shabao uh, just bet, uh, I think it was Prince Ziggy, yep. just by uh, half a head. Yep. Uh, but look, they, they bet everything else by quite some margin. But um, $1.80, Prince Ziggy's eight fifty. I just think he's too short in the market there. The step up to 2000 no worries for Hangman? Ah, uh, no worries at all. Yeah, no, nah, he should. I think he would only suit the horse. Yeah, I think he's placed at the trip before, uh, so the distance shouldn't be an issue there. Uh, rightio, the third race, the Singapore Turf Club Trophy over twelve hundred meters. Princeton Spirit is the favourite at about five dollars fifty, but it's an even spread. Who's your tip? Um, I've got Order of Command on top here. Uh, most of these horses do come out of that Flemington race, uh, where Show for one, although. Um, I think he's got a five kilo swing now in order of command. Yeah, he's, so he's up seven kilos. Yeah, in the up weights. seven kilos in the weights. So that's that's a quite a big swing there. And I think up to twelve hundred meters only suits order of command. He was blocked in the straight. He was he ran through the line under a stranglehold. So he's got a good gate here to, to get a good run down the straight. Got Ollie on board. So I'm going to lean with that way. Right, very good. What about Mystico? There's there's a horse that I don't mind here at all. Oh, he's super consistent. Um, I was going to say, he doesn't do a whole heap wrong. No, I just think he comes through a, a weaker form line, so I'm just going to lean towards order command. Fair enough. Uh, rightio, on to the fourth race at Flemington this weekend. Uh, 1,100 metres. Microphone's the favourite out of the Godolphin stable. They've got a good hand here in this race, Godolphin. got Langara as well uh, just off the market there. Is microphone your tip? Yeah, I've got him on top. Um, he's just been racing against in the, in the strongest form two-year-old races so far in the season. Uh, finished second behind Iron Immortal, who's one of the top hopes in the Blue Diamond, um, and he ran well in that race, so I've got him on top. I don't mind one at odds here, though, if you're leaning towards a little bit of a roughy, talented. Uh, she won her maiden very well. Um, looks to have some ability there, so I think she might be able to run a cheeky race. So is microphone still heading towards a Blue Diamond campaign? Um, I presume so. Okay. I don't know. Um, I'd have to double. I have to look that one up. I was, I couldn't see any reason why it wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting uh, why they're running it. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a prize money thing. Just got to get in. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Al Burke been pretty consistent without breaking the maiden as well. Yeah, Al Burke and and Charvet come through that Magic Moons race in Ballarat behind Hawker Cur- Hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, both got some good ability and, and yeah, they've both got a chance to win this race. That's for sure. All right, very good. I like microphone there as well. I think four dollars is a good bet. Yeah, it's not bad. Good odds. And it is the Vanity over 1,400. And it's a few horses kicking off their Oaks campaigns. And there's some good ones going around as well. Uh, Amphitrite leads the market nice and short there at about $4. Uh, the former Weir horse in Very Elegant as well. And one of my favourites, Fundamentalist there as well. Uh, who's your tip in this good race? Yeah, I've got Amphitrite on top. I think she's a class horse in the race. Very Elegant's got the talent. Although I think 1,400 metres is going to be a little bit too short for her. Um, so I think it's probably a two-horse race here between Amphitrite and Fundamentalist. Maybe both of the horses are trying to get a, a spot into the all-star mile. I think Amphitrite might, but um, look, I'm going to go for her. I think she's the class horse. She is, but there, she was held up in the straight at Flemington last time out yep. and then probably shouldn't have backed up in the Oaks. Are you taking on that form that maybe that she shouldn't have run in the Oaks altogether? And yeah, just wipe, I don't, wipe that from your memory? Yeah, I think she's more of a miler, not a yep. not an Oaks or not an Oaks filly, sorry. Yeah. Um she's come back. She's gone to the Hayes uh Hayes stable, sorry, and, and she's trialed very well. Um 
I think she won what, four or five lengths. So, look, I think she's in pretty good form and, and come back from the spring in uh, very good condition. I agree. I think she's a star. The only thing is, fundamentalist, a couple of weeks ago when I backed her uh, at Caulfield, and I was really disappointed that she didn't run a place there. Yeah. But I looked back on the run today. I was, I was Wasn't pretty, she was run, pretty was strong. Yeah. She, she, no, it was a good she, run. She, she ran forward most of the, most of the way yeah. uh, and kept hitting the line. And she's only going to be better second up. Yeah. I, I think she's at the right price at around 3.30 and I've got her on top just from Amphitrite. Bit of money for her as well, which is um, mm. interesting. So She's look, a consistent horse. You know. They're backing her, mm. that's for sure. Mm. Uh, anything else in the market there that may be at odds could, could knock one of these favourites off? Uh, look, I can't see anything else beating... Um, the class of Amphitrite or Fundamentalist, to be honest, in this race. Rightio, Amphitrite and Fundamentalist it is for both of us. Uh, Rightio, on to the first leg of the Quaddy and is the Hong, jo- Hong Kong Jockey Club Trophy over 1,600. Uh, and again, a very wide open field. Good luck picking the winner here. Uh, Mr. Moneybags is short in the market at about $5, along with Antar going for four on the trot. Uh, wh- wh- which way are you leaning? Oh, this is a bit of a nothing race for me, um, going through this form and, and just looking at the field. Probably a race where you can go to the bar and stock up on your beers and not be too <laughs> disappointed that you've missed it. But um, I've got Heptagon on top purely just from his last start win. Um, he put away the field pretty easily, that uh, Mr. Moneybags and the like. Um, probably big dangers, probably Anta. Um, super consistent. He's won mm. five on the trot, coming through the grades, and he won well last start, so you can only um, go on that. That's right. Yeah, Definitely coming through the grades for Jason Warren there. He's Anta. Uh, there's one down the market there, Groundbreak. Uh, it's just standing out to me. If I was going to play, oh, this is probably what I'd do. I'd have a little bet on it and then go and get my beer and hope that it's won. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit with you. I don't think there's a great deal of uh, betting chances in this race. Yep. Uh, but there's, that's the one I'd maybe like because it's got form through Parade and Iconoclasm. So, um, take it. Got an take all-star it. mole uh, runner in this race as well in Mr. Moneybag, so... <laughs> be interesting to see how he lines up in a benchmark eighty four. Oh, there's oh, ninety. Sorry, there's all star mile running runners <laughs> running at Doombin in race three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, truth. we'll move on. Uh, radio. The CS Hayes Stakes is one of the features of the day. Race seven at Flemington, and it's a pretty strong field as well. There's a lot of Derby chances uh, starting off their campaigns. Is uh, which way are you leaning here? Um, I've gone a horse from Sydney that's coming through a different form line in Adana. Um, I was on this horse in a race over the spring carnival. I think it's got some good talent. Um, it ran very well first up in Sydney. Uh, mile to Flemington will only suit this horse. So I'm going to go that way um, in the, in this race and, and hopefully can get up. I'm not sold on a darn. I don't think the form yeah. lines are that strong coming down. I think there's the class horses in this race are better horses. I know uh, the likes of Extra Brood are looking for longer. Yep. But... Gee, it's a good horse. I, mean, I was yeah, watching, watching the McKinnon run. It was enormous yep. uh, at the end of the spring campaign. Off the back of running in the Derby, uh, that, uh, that's a serious racehorse, Extra Brood. I, I think it's, it's headed for big things this, this autumn. Ring-a-ding-ding's the one for me, though, uh, at the top of the market there. Yeah, hard not, for me not to put $9 in $9 did nothing wrong first up last week. We know it will appreciate the big track. There's, I've got no doubt about that. We saw it on, uh, on Sandown Guineas Day, absolutely destroy the field there, run over the top of Seabrook. I just I can't believe it's nines. Yeah, no, it's it's drifting as well. Um, opened at seven fifty and um, out to nine dollars now. So, look, that it's good price. Um, I, it's hard for me to tip against it, but I, I've gone with mm. Adana on that. Uh, Wide gate, I don't think will worry the horse at all. Uh, be interesting to see how some of these Derby horses come back in Japata and, mm. and Stars of Caram. So. But look, I really like this race. I think it's going to be a great race. 
Can you forgive Ranier off its last run? Yeah, you can, definitely. Yeah. Um, 1,400 metres back to uh, Flemington on the big track. I think we'll only sort. So, um, look, that's definitely a chance as well. Very good. Looking forward to seeing that race on Saturday. Uh, The feature of the day is the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. And we spoke about we would have loved to have seen Nature Strip run, but there is a couple of horses here that we're really eager to get a look at. And one of them is Sunlight. She heads the market at about $4. She's rock hard at 4 bucks as well. Loves the straight. Uh, has some serious speeds, been working out tremendously over the last couple of weeks. Tony McAvoy's been ultra impressed with her work. Uh, can they beat her? Um, I think they can beat her. I've got this uh, race down to three, uh, four horses. Who? I think it's out of Osborne Bulls, Inner Time, Graf and, and Sunlight. So okay. I've gone with Graf on top. I think he's a, a pretty talented colt. Probably arguably one of the better runs out of, out of the Everest, to be honest. So um, he's come back. He's trolled superbly um, at Grafton. And I think he's going to get a nice little nice little race to suit. And, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how he's come back. And, and I do agree. I think Graf's a super horse. But I just always have the query with the three-year-olds going up against uh, the open-age horses here. Yep. And I know Osborne Bulls is carrying the top weight. But has won down the straight at Flemington before. Was enormous in that Everest, going wide. Yeah, he was. Uh in my opinion, is the best horse in this race, and it is a Group 1 horse in waiting. I've got it on top. Mm. What about Jettistar down in the weights? 44 kilos Chris Caserta is going to carry on the day. I mean, he, you could just knock him off the horse if you touched him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you give... I love Lloyd Kennewell's approach here and throwing the horse. This is what I love about horse racing when a trainer's prepared to do something different. Yeah. Uh, so I applaud Lloyd Kennewell for doing this, but does Jettistar have a chance? Look, I actually don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Purely simply, I don't think I've seen a, a two-year-old running open class in the in the last couple of years, or that I've seen anyway. Um, so for a horse to be running around at forty-four kilos, um, I, to be honest, I, I actually don't know what to make of it. So um, I think it's just going to be a, a sit and watch for her. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how she runs. Hope he gets a big chicken palmer into him after the race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we'll need that. Uh, what about written by? Are you ruling out written by? Um, I'm not ruling him out. I just think he's probably hasn't come back as a top three-year-old. Um, he's a dominant two-year-old, but I think the likes of uh, Sunlight, Graf, and Lean Machine have probably got him covered. Mm. Yep. No, I agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, finishing us off, Tobe, it's the last race of the day over 1,400. Uh, and again, you've got uh, a huge field it's to pick another from. Another raffle, isn't it? So... Find me something. Last week we were able to use the get out of jail card. It's going to be a whole heap harder this week if we're in strife. Yeah, look, I'm I'm just going to go with a horse. It's just a super consistent horse. He's just a great money spinner, and you'd love to own him in Widgie Turf. Um, so look, I think he's a great each way bet there at nine dollars, and he he won't run a bad race for you, and he'll be around the finish and uh, hopefully in the money. Yeah, some interesting horses there as well. Say so main stage is listed. Uh, who else we got there? Flo's the favourite. Mighty Boss. The answer, my friend. Mighty Boss. <laughs> Mighty look, Boss. Don't know what to make of him. Um, you look, you'd have to just watch and watch this race and see how he's come back in the autumn. But um, apart from that, I can't really trust anything else in the race. Yep. No, totally agree. That's the card at Flemington anyway this weekend. <laughs> All right, Tobe, let's finish it off with our best bet, best value in a $100 strategy. What's your best for the weekend? Um, I'm going for Hangman Race 2 as my best of the day. Uh, I think he's a great chance, up yep. to 2000 Uh My best of the day is Osborne Bulls. I think it's $6.50. He's going to win a race down the straight very soon, and it's going to be a group one this weekend. So Osborne Bulls gets my money. Uh, your best value for the weekend? Uh, I've gone with Talented. 
Um, I think there's great, great bet there at $12 each way coming out of the Geelong race. I think she's got a bit of talent. Talent it is for Tobe. Uh, my best value is Ring-a-Ding-Ding in race seven. We spoke about it during the card. I just think nines is ridiculous for a horse that's going to appreciate the big track at Flemington. Yeah, come uh, on, that. And each way, I think it's a really good bet. Your $100 strategy, Tobe. Last week, I didn't find anything in the in, in my... <laughs> I had about four paragraphs there to try and find anything, and I Nothing. couldn't... And I'm down 100 already, so... Hey. Uh, I'm going to be playing 20 HY on Ring-a-Ding-Ding, 20 HY on Osborne Bulls, and then $20 on the all-up. Going a lot more simple this week. How are you going about things? Uh, look, I'm going to go 40 for the win on Hangman, 20 HY on Graf. I think he's a great chance there in the Lightning. And I'm going to, for, going to go for a $10 all-up Hangman Amphitrite into Graf. So hopefully that gets up. Might have a bit in the kitty. It'd be nice if we both hit a winner this weekend. Uh, very good, Tobe. Happy punting. Where are you watching the races this weekend? Uh, this weekend I'll be just uh, at home, I reckon. Yeah, with a coolie. So, yeah, with a coolie. Uh, I'm not going to venture out to the races. Just probably going to sit and watch. Yeah, hopefully watch the account tick over. Yeah. Uh, very good. Thanks for everyone for listening. We'll uh, catch you next week.